Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Matchball 30, sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The Matchball. Welcome to The Matchball 30, our real-time journey, 30 years on, game by game through the 1991-1992 season, and we're really at the sharp end of it now. Six games left for Leeds United after today's game. Eight for Scum. We'll get on to all that. First of all, the, uh, the football world rocked as the transfer deadline passed in the last few days, back end of March. Who wants to pick this one up? Michael or probably you, Moscow? Uh, a sad day for world football as Mike Whitlow leaves Leeds United for pastures new and goes to Leicester City for, surely he's undervalued at £250,000. It's a great day for Leicester City. That's all we can really say about it. It's a sad day here, but they've done absolutely in, in incredible piece of business take a player like him for so little money and um, yeah I've got my black armband on don't know what we're what we're doing at the moment I mean we're seeing the um, is this the title are we throwing the title away well we're seeing the team today to play against uh, West Ham that we are lacking fullbacks we start with Tony Drigo at right back and you you can't tell me that we we wouldn't be able to have uh, accommodated Mike Whitlow between now and the end of the season arguably he should be in the team ahead of Tony Drigo throughout anyway as first choice certainly I mean Leicester aren't even in the first division it's a very strange move um, tragic <laughs> move not, not to overstate things you know Howard Wilkinson he's done well to get us this far we're um, you know top of the league has he lost it Moscow has I he mean, lost it do you think he's, he's gone you, you'd have wanted really it's it's March the 28th you'd think yeah let him see this through to the end of the season but if Mike Whitlow wasn't going to see it through to the end of the season I don't see why Howard Wilkinson should um, it's not April Fool's Day for another couple of days. But it would, I think a change of manager is probably the, the only next step. <laughs> no, we flogged flog this particular horse as much as we possibly can. Yeah, so the transfer deadline passed with Whitlow going quarter of a million quid, which is like a 16-fold profit on what we paid for him, 15 grand three and a half years ago. So tidy business from any point of view. I mean, that 15 grand was combined with Neil Parsley. It was a two for one. How much did we sell him for? Uh, not £250,000, <laughs> but he didn't have the uh, sort of inherent generational talent that Whitlow displayed. And Andy Williams, who's been uh, sort of farmed in and out on loan, uh, went for 150 grand to Rotherham. Uh, he's been there for six weeks prior to that. Speaking of loanees, Tony Agana, who made a strange move to Ellen Road, played a couple of games for us and then has gone back to Notts County now. John McClelland, who is currently at Notts County as part of a back and forth there, is due to come back to Leeds next week. So is Bobby Davison, who is currently at Sheffield United. Going the other way, Imre Varadi's joined Luton. Ray Wallace has joined Swansea, which is breaking up the Wallace twins. So is that going to finish Rod off for the season now? It seems like we've uh, we've deliberately weakened the squad at a crucial time of the season, I have to say. It feels like we've we've really tried to thin it out in a way that you do in summer, but we've just gone, ah, 
just do it now. Get it over and done with. Get rid of all those extra people. Yeah, it is quite difficult to work out what Wilkinson's thought processes are here because even Andy Williams has been on loan for a lot of the last two seasons since we got promoted. But he's also played quite a few games and quite a few important games. And with them, um, uh, he's generally been like a stand-in for Gordon Strachan. And Strachan has, you know, it's been a long season and his uh, fitness is always a, um, a question the older he gets. So why you would want to not have somebody around who could cover for him, similar with, with Whitlow, we have got the problem with Mel Sterling being injured. We don't know how long he's um, going to be out. It's looking like it's going to be the rest of the season. There's talk of him having an ankle operation and they don't know when they're going to do it. But we are messing about with Gary Speed playing left back and right back and Tony Dorigo swapping sides. Whitlow's a full back. So it would give you an extra option. And I don't know why the end of March, when we're so close to the title running, is really the time to be sort of getting rid of players who could do jobs, whatever those jobs are, over the next few weeks. Presumably, Moscow, you've spent the last few days holed up in your in your bedroom at home, listening to the number one single by Shakespeare's sister. You know, Stay is at number one. Were you just singing that and gazing at your poster of Mike? Yeah, and getting my Fox Leisure Leicester City top on, I'm considering... <laughs> I think Leeds United, just as a club, just isn't going to be uh, going to be for me anymore. If Whitlow isn't here, can you not switch your affections to um, to Ali Mocklin? Yeah, does that Leicester bloodline continue in there? Well, that's the other interesting thing as well is that we have brought him in to kind of cover some of these positions on loan from Leicester. But what is it about this new kid? Who, I mean, kid is very generous, this thrusting young man um, that makes Wilkinson think. Yeah, I'll have him around. The only thing I can think of is trying to keep things fresh. Wilkinson sometimes likes to just kind of do something to to get the players out of feeling too comfortable and to give them a bit of a difference. He said this about Eric Cantona. He's he's different to what we have. Doesn't necessarily mean he's better or worse, but you know it's a change and it keeps people turning up to training every day, wondering what they're going to be doing and interested. So that's the only thing I can think of that's going on. Is a different of a couple of different faces around the place. And just going back to Strachan, who was mentioned in uh, in passing there, he got his 50th cap for Scotland up against Finland, got a nice gold medal from the Scottish FA, which is um, which is kind of them. They drew 1-1 with uh, with Finland. And do you recognise the name of the scorer? How do you put it? Lipminen? Is that it? Lipmain. Lipmain. Something like that. He was on trial for us once, but Mm. rubbish. Didn't sign him, did we? No. Yeah, it was last March, played uh, the game against Manchester City, but uh, couldn't compete. Dylan Kerr scored the winner as he often did um, and yeah didn't do enough to impress us and I mean how good is a, a player from Finland going to be they're not really noted for a rich footballing heritage it was just one of those random random players that we had allowed to play for us for a little while Bobby Collins also got a medal as well for Scotland honouring past players as part of this ceremony Tony Dorigo came off the bench for England as well 2-2 draw with Czechoslovakia they had a guy called Thomas Skouravi up front for them one to keep an eye on when it comes to strikers David Batty's still at England B level here. They also played Czechoslovakia. Captain England B, no less. Another former England B international, Mel. Full England international. Yes. I'll have you know, do not uh, neglect his friendly appearance against Israel. That was just on the tip of my tongue, was <laughs> that? Anyway, it looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season, unfortunately, which is a bit of a shame because he's been such an influential force for us down the right, hasn't he, with Strachan? Those, uh, those overlapping runs, not to mention the uh, the twatted free kicks and crosses. Often they're on corners as well, just to, in the right right place on the uh, the set pieces as well. So yeah, it'll be a miss. But I mean, Newsom's done pretty well when he's come in. He has, he has. Ankle operation looks like that's in the offing. They just haven't been able to dis- delay this till the end of uh, 
end of the season. So it looks like he is uh, he's done dusted, probably going under the surgeon's knife. Speaking of which, Peter Haddock, he went under uh, the surgeon's knife and under a tractor as well. If you remember back to that horrific injury he got, that was at Sunderland, wasn't it? Um, looked like his leg had been mangled by a tractor, said Wilco. That was the one he came back from. It was then he couldn't withstand um, the pitch in the League Cup semi-final. Um, eventually he did for his knee, but um, a year on from that, he's done 15 minutes in the reserves. 3-2 win over Blackburn, so maybe he can come back and fill some of the void that Whitlow's left. But yeah, even even he is realistically targeting next season. He said yeah. he just wants to get a few get a few more appearances in for the reserves and hopefully try and rebuild his career because a, a year out is a, a very, very long time. And Eric Uar Cantona, happy young man at Ellen Road. Now Happiest he's, period of his career. He's loving life, isn't he? No less. Life is extraordinary, says Eric. The respect that he's getting is the thing that's really uh, appealing to him. When I'm, are we are we doing a? Have we got the audio? You can do French. <laughs> when I am sending the autographs, I see a respect in the eyes, not the envy I sometimes have witnessed in France, <laughs> in England. They are proud of their footballers. They do not resent them earning more than them, which he is. It's, it's I mean, seven grand a week. What's that a year? Yeah, but I got his colour telly the other week. So. Yeah. <laughs> 350 grand a year that isn't it something like that it's a good job people don't resent him earning more he he wouldn't be able to walk the streets we need to go to that house in Roundhay that he's living in was it Roundhay I can't remember now and take it take all that Talbot was it not Talbot Gardens take take that take that 7 grand a week back one VHS recorder at a time yes he was as we mentioned a couple of uh, episodes ago he's broken into recently but he, he doesn't seem to be deterred by that he's enjoying life which is good one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To the game itself. And uh, yeah, well, unfortunately, the chance to extend our lead at the top, get that title in the bank. It's, we've leads it in, haven't we? <laughs> Bottom side coming to town. If ever there was going to be a nailed on three points, it was going to be this, but it didn't happen. We'll get to the game in a sec. 
lineups. Lukic, Cantona, still in the number two shirt. Dorigo, Batty, Fairclough, Newsom, Strachan, Wallace, Chapman, McAllister and Speed with Hodge and that uh, lad from Leicester. Not that one. The other one, Ali Mocklin on the bench for Leeds. And this is all because uh, Chris White is suspended. It goes back to that professional foul at QPR, doesn't it? When we... Uh, we looked like he might be getting an extended suspension, but he's missing this one. 73 consecutive games since signing for West Brom, uh, and it's broken that run. But then, so we've got Dorigo, as we mentioned before. He's at right back. Speed's at left back. Newsom's at centre back with Fairclough. A bit of a shuffle going on here. So maybe this is why we uh, we didn't manage to beat West Ham. Everything everything changing. It all leads to shuffle up front as well, because um, it's Cantona and Chapman through the middle with um, Wallace playing left wing, but um, Cantona through the middle sort of, I don't know how he feels about Lee Chapman. He seems to want to spend quite a lot of time nowhere near him and then Chapman doing the same. There's a lot more kind of roaming around from the pair of them. So it's, it's all a very different Leeds team from what we've been used to. Uh, West Ham team though. We've got Ludek Mikloshko in goal. Communist. Colin Foster, Julian Dix, Mitchell Thomas, Tim Breaker, Steve Potts, Kenny Brown, Stuart Slater, Martin Allen, Ian Bishop and Mike Small there 11 with Gale and McAvenny on the bench. Billy Bonds, their manager. And uh, we should have won this and we didn't. On paper, the easiest remaining game of the season, uh, but we just could not score. Why couldn't we score? Lee Chapman's legs didn't work. Oh, what was the main? I mean, there were there were plenty of chances in the game for us, but the Chapman one is uh, that was the one. It was put across in the Chapman zone. Just needed to trundle it into the net. Didn't even need to be a clean strike, but a complete miss hit and dragged wide. Uh, I mean, in fairness, they started the game all right. Actually, we were kind of fortunate throughout the game to an extent that Mike Small is quite rubbish. Because he quite often got into good positions because of our probably because of our um, patched up defence, and he, he could just never do anything with it, thankfully. But yeah, the um, the Chapman chance will be the big one. Yeah, I mean West Ham has the joint lowest scorers in the division with twenty eight goals in thirty three uh, matches. So not surprising that they couldn't finish, but it is surprising that Lee Chapman, who is one of the league's top scorers, couldn't finish when Batty had put it on a, a plate for him. It was quite a, a good move from uh, us it's sort of Cantona showing his influence outside the box he controls the ball uh, just um, inside West Ham's half and it's David Batty suddenly starts making this uh, overlapping run through two defenders and Cantona sends the ball um, between them as well into his path perfect low cross Lee Chapman could not ask for any more he could not be in any more space he could not be any closer to the goalkeeper he could not be any more central to the posts <laughs> there's really there is nothing more Lee Chapman could want in the world and he still manages to to put it wide he looks understandably once it's left his foot he does this kind of his arms go up as if he's like he's frightened himself like he's he's scared himself of how badly he has missed this easy chance and he walks away looking very upset and then um, David Batty did see the mind but he, he never seems to mind anything. He just shrugged it off, walked away, and bloody, bloody choppy. I hope this is not the first sign of like proper nerves starting to creep in. The yips, almost, if you like, because that is just that's prime Chapman territory, isn't it? Why has he not done it? We saw him at Sheffield Wednesday acting like a prime winger, cutting inside, blasting it up towards the bar, and yet the chance that he would normally tuck away he just he doesn't. Does it? Maybe he needs it to his head, and maybe this is part of the problem is we're not, we're not supplying the crosses because. With Dorigo over on the right, he's tending to come inside with the ball, which means you can't get those bombing overlapping runs and whipping it in from the outside. I don't know. Do you think that's contributed to it, maybe? I mean, it, it wasn't really working, I, I don't think. We did create this really good chance, but generally speaking, we weren't brilliant. And we've got, we, we end up moving Wallace over to the right hand side to try and give us a bit of something out there because Dorigo is just getting it and cutting in all the time. It was not, it was not particularly 
getting moving down that side whatsoever. But I mean, the thing is, after a reasonable opening, we looked the better team in this pretty much for the whole game, and there were half chances in it. But I don't, we we failed to carve out anything anything like as clear cut as the Chapman one again. Mm. And there's a goal disallowed as well for offside. Ten minutes before half time, Cantona looks like he scored. There's a nice one too down the line. Speed and Batty, good mates, getting involved in this speed cross. Uh, crosses it and it comes back to Strack by Cantona and it's back to Cantona and it's a good finish but is it offside? Probably. Miles. <laughs> yeah, there's I, no doubt about this one. I, I don't really know why Strack gives it back to him truthfully when he's stood so far offside but um, it's, I mean, it's a nice finish all the same. It's all just instinctive stuff, isn't it? And then uh, they have a big chance just before half time. Almost. Uh, Fairclough caught in possession by Small but as you say, he's garbage. Fairclough gets back to make a recovery tackle. Yeah, I think it's some small look that Fairclough gives him the ball and lets him run through on goal and then he just runs, catches him up and takes the ball back off him again. It's like, no. Interesting to see the switch that Wilco made at half-time. We're talking about trying to find that right balance out wide and Dorigo goes back to the left and Swede at speed switches to the right, which means, I guess, you've got, so at least it means you've got one player in their natural position rather than two not playing in their natural positions because you've kind of lost the best of Dorigo by having him on the right and, you know, um, you've got a midfielder at left back in the form of speed. And we I think generally speaking we did play better in the second half. It felt like we were more in control of it and there was a more of a, a kind of a standard leadsy pattern to the game. But Miklosko saved him more or less in the half. There were there were some a couple of really good saves in it and then a few that were cumulatively you just have that feeling of we're never going to score past him today. Mm. One of those days. One yeah, of those days. It got increasingly desperate. There was the good chances um and beautiful chances as well like um Cantona chipping uh, that um, McClesco had to uh, tip over the bar. It was probably just about going over anyway. And there was another good effort from Lee Chapman um, with a volley um, of all things. Kind of, um, I think I don't know if he's sort of trying to be Cantona, but Cantona <laughs> kind of lofts the ball in the penalty area for him. And instead of you're so used to seeing Chapman kind of standing around with the the, the ball underneath his studs. But he just comes onto this and lashes it first time at the goalkeeper and McCloskey saves it again. So we have these couple of very good kind of skillful chances. But then because they're not going in, tempo increases, it gets more frenetic. The crowd's nervous as well by this point. Yeah, and so it it um, it loses some of that rhythm and some of the, uh, it just gets a bit more desperate towards the end. And there is, that, that tension is in the crowd, this kind of, when it's nil-nil, there's always a chance you could blow it as well. You could win it, but you could also blow it and, as the stakes are getting higher and higher, that that sense of fear creeping into the atmosphere at Ellen Road and uh, a collective holding of breath to, right towards the end, actually, you know, Lukic dropped that cross. It's one of those moments where you go, <gasps> but thankfully there's no one anywhere near him to um, to take advantage of that. But what was the sort of the, the pattern of that remaining half an hour? We've got um, some crosses going in, some chances. Hodge comes on for Wallace. Cantona's where you'd ideally want Chapman for one of them. It's just... It's a decent crossover from Dorigo on the right. He's going, to, he's going to cut back and put one in. And you think if Cantona was about uh, two inches bigger, it would have been right on his forehead, but it's it, he's just underneath it and it goes over. And Strachan's reaction is as if he can see it's a massive chance. He can't believe his arms are in the air and his um, and then his head is in, in his hands. Mm. And then Hodge, Hodge is on as well for the, um, for the last sort of 10, 15 minutes and he has a decent chance as well. A, a cross that seems to have... They seem to have just let him go at the back post. He's completely unmarked. You think he's almost going to go out for a goal kick when you first see it, and it's uh, but it drops to him, and it's it's a bit of an awkward angle for a header, I guess. But again, you think if Chapman's there, this is probably finding a bottom corner. Just head it in. 
Yeah, <laughs> just, really just score. Big, big free kick to the back post. Nobody's marking you. Just head it in. Would have been nice. And the the pattern of the game overall, I mean, John Lukic, he'd had nothing to do, did he? We should have won this one, particularly with what's at stake. But, you know, such is life. It was McAllister's big hit as well that looked like it was heading into the, the top corner. Another first timer that um, McCloscoe uh, managed to turn around for. So we had a lot of corners generally from McCloscoe. Saves. Yeah, he was annoyingly, uh, annoyingly on good form. Talking about the high stakes game that we said before, like in the in the run up to this game, that Wilco seems to be the only cool head either side of the Pennines at the minute. Because in the wake of this, he's talking about Chappie and just saying he's our leading scorer. If you score as many as he does, he's going to miss a few. Very very philosophical, given given what's at stake, and a little uh, a wry comment as well, saying some players in this game never missed any, did they? Yeah, this quote actually got sort of used against him. Um, in the the aftermath of the game because he said Chapman is our leading goal scorer and if you score as many as he does you're going to miss a few some players in this game never missed any Um, and it was kind of reinterpreted as uh, some players in football do not miss as many as Lee Chapman because he always misses and that that got some good uh, chuckles from the question of sport kind of crowd but his point is basically exactly right he's going to be in in those positions so often he's going to um, miss new, uh, you look at other players, you know. How often does Mark Hughes miss a chance like that? Never, because he's not good enough to get there. That's the difference. <laughs> I mean, Wilco's point is basically everyone misses him, so nobody can uh, can sit there casting aspersions on, on Lee Chapman. But talking about the yips, talking about the nerves, let's go over the Pennines to, uh, to Manchester United. Well, they played QPR, who beat them earlier in the season. The good news for us, even though we messed up this opportunity, is they didn't gain ground on us. It was nil-nil at Loftus Road, away to QPR. Yeah, but still, look at our, if you looked at our remaining games, this was the one that you'd, Yeah. if you're looking at where your points are coming from, home to bottom of the league. Yeah, because the other side of this is that, because they dropped points at QPR, we should have won this and opened up that gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, which is which is fair comment. But At least Sheffield Wednesday aren't back in it. Yeah, they messed They could have been. Yeah, they messed up as well, didn't they? They had a chance because they were playing Oldham and they got pumped, um, three goals to nil, which keeps them far enough away how, from not to be a concern. How are Oldham not in the title race? They seem, they, it seems impossible to win at Oldham. <laughs> Maybe that's just us. Even Oldham can't win at Oldham. <laughs> but um, Ferguson's comments, is he getting into the mind games now? I mean, they've got one of their games in hand coming up on Tuesday. They're going to Norwich and he started saying stuff in the press. They are showing nerves. It's only natural. A lot of their players haven't been there before, but they're running out of games now. There's only six games left for them. A lot of their players haven't been there before. They haven't won anything for 25 years, have they? Yeah, he, he, he expanded that. Well, um, not nothing, but you know what I mean. At the same, he was saying that there's nobody with a um, a medal in our team, which completely ignores the fact that Gordon Strachan has won exactly the same things in his career as, as Alex Ferguson has everything in Scotland. Um, they won together, and also John Lukic is a, a title winner, as well as the Cups he won at Arsenal. So. And Chris White might have some five-a-side trophies still knocking around. Well, yeah, he played... Uh, I don't know if he actually won anything when he was playing indoor in um, the United States for a few years in the 1980s, but to try and, you know, imply that we, we lack experience or temperament um, when he's the one crying in the press every week is uh, quite rich. And to uh, to try and have a, a medal off with, um, with us when him and Gordon Strachan are side-by-side. It's as if... I mean, I know we keep striking out of Old Trafford because he just he can't handle flair players, but to sort of forget that he exists and that you know, they won the same stuff together at Aberdeen is really rich and just a sign of what a knobhead this guy is. <laughs> I mean, we spoke, didn't we, about Wilco 
last week had said, you know, two points per game was the target. And if you sort of get there or thereabouts, you give yourself a real chance during the season. And, and it seems like in Wilco's previous comments that he saw this as a block of games right up until the end of the season. And he's reinforcing this point as well. So he's not he's not buying into Ferguson's nonsense. And he's saying, I don't feel we're running out of games. Things have not changed dramatically. The players are doing everything that can be asked of them. But I guess you can't avoid the conclusion that this is one of the games that you would have expected us to have picked up some of those points in it. I think his attitude is just if we drew nil-nil and they drew nil-nil, then we just start again next week. Because we can't do anything about their games in hand, even if we won all our games, if they won all their games, then we lose anyway. So just keep going. And we've not uh, we've not lost by this. We've not gained by it. There's still a long way to go. The results then across the league on this day, Villa 1-0 against Norwich. 0-0, us against West Ham. Uh, Man City 0-0 with Chelsea. Notts County 2, Crystal Palace 3. Oldham, as we mentioned, beat Sheffield Wednesday 3-0. 0-0 between QPR and Man United. Sheffield United 2, Liverpool 0. Spurs 4, Coventry 3 and then Wimbledon 1, Arsenal 3 leaves us with just six games to play. We are top, played 36, 69 points. Man United are second, they've played 34, two points behind on 67. As we mentioned, Sheffield Wednesday losing uh, means we've gained a point on them. They are played 35 and 60 points. Man City next away. We need something. They'll do us a favour because they won't want to come to win the league. So I think we can see that as like an easy win. They'll, they'll roll over and just let us do what we want. April the 4th to Main Road and Manchester City away. We'll speak to you then. The Matchball. 